Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I have pre-ordered Super Robot Wars 30 because it's coming out on Steam in English in America. You can pre-order it right now. Go get it. I want everyone to play this game. I want more Super Robot Wars games to come out. And I'm David. (laughs) Coming in strong with the political messaging here. Yes. Well, it it also does tie into our um, Patreon for this month of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, because uh, Gundams are in it. Um, no, Hathaway isn't in it, but uh, original Gundam and Zayden and some other stuff. How about Anne Hathaway? Is she in it? No, no, Anne Hathaway. Oh, wait, wait. You didn't ma- did you mention Anne Hathaway in our Patreon episode? Shockingly, I, I restrained myself from not mentioning <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Oh, but you, tune in for other Even though things. I feel like... I always feel like talking about Anne Hathaway. No, I, I guess she's fine. I haven't seen enough movies with her in it. I still got to see that kaiju one. I have <laughs> colossal, excellent. I have one movie. important question about it that I will answer for myself by uh, connecting mm-hmm. to Steam because I am difficult and I can never do things the easy way. Yeah, well, my problem with Steam is that if I don't connect for a few days, it makes me log in or put in a password or a double reply. It's like, I don't open Steam all the time, damn it. Ah, uh, David, 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 David. It's only available for Windows. Oh. I'll have to wait yes. for it on Switch. Well, you can import it on Switch or PS4 from Southeast Asia by going to some online stores to buy. Because the English is in that, like the past few Super Bowl Wars games have been. Well, I assume that probably it's just a matter of time until they just release it on the Switch in the U.S. then. Well, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't count on it, but it's possible. Like, it's kind of surprising it's on <gasps> Steam. Because they've had... Well, the- There's Magic Knight Ray Earth! Yes, Magic Knight, Rare Earth, and some other things. Um, you, you can read them all. But two of the last ones have been on Steam in Southeast Asia, but not available in North America. Mm-hmm. But the last uh, G-Generation Gundam SD game, where it's Gundam only, sort of like Super Robot Wars, was is on Steam right now to buy. But that was easy. That made more sense. Licensing with Super Robot Wars is the problem because there's so many series. With Gundam, it's all Gundam. It, it was easier to do. So it's kind of surprising that they've got Amazing this Kaiser. on there. Oh, no. Brave Police J. Decker. I'm just letting the Yes, J. Decker and uh, Gal Gygar, but I think it's just the robots, and Gal Gygar versus Better Man, which doesn't have an anime. No, stop asking people about it. <laughs> it's just a manga or something or a book. I love some Gal Gygar. But yeah, like, presumably they picked specific series and got rid of some regulars to narrow it down to, like, this is easier licenses that doesn't bother a lot of people. Right. Or something. Anyway. Gal Gygar. It's available. You can get it. Go get it. If you have a Windows PC or, yeah. Or a Switch or a PS4. Yeah. I I feel like importing because it's not that hard. I like physical media. I do too. So I've already pre-ordered. Nice, nice. Anyway, uh, wasn't there something about Transformers this week? Like, having an episode? Uh, yes. Today we are watching the 40th episode of uh, Transformers Rescue Bots, The Vigilant Town. Oh, man. This episode is a lot. Hmm. Danger. David Henyon. David, danger, Genome. <laughs> danger. Uh, yes. 
uh, uh, first aired May 24th, 2014, uh, written by Atul N. Rao, who is a professor at Mohawk College, I believe, uh, teaches, uh, one of our listeners, if I remember their comment huh. correctly. And he is Canadian and has, uh, deep roots in the Canadian animation industry. He was, uh, I uh, worked on a bunch of 80s Canadian cartoons, Care Bears, uh, Babar. Oh, wow. Uh, those two Mad Balls videos. No. Oh, I, I don't want to be yes. reminded of those. Well, I like the idea of Mad Balls. I don't know about the cartoon. Uh, wor- worked on that, uh, that Beetlejuice <gasps> uh, cartoon. <gasps> that Beetlejuice cartoon. <laughs> that, that's another cartoon uh, that was better ca- than it should have been, but was weird that they made a cartoon out of that movie? It was better than... Well, it's extremely weird once you've when you start seeing the cartoon and you actually see the movie and, and you realize oh, that he's, he's just pounding around with his unwilling child I bride. Mean, yeah. That was the, the thing I liked, I've always liked more about the cartoon is that it didn't make it about being an unwilling child bride. It was more like... Very important. Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy or something. It's just <laughs> yeah. like this teenager and her spooky ghost friend. It took the creepy stuff out, so I like I appreciate that a lot. As as a child and also as an adult. Well, of course, the the other uh, creepy thing that was uh, taken out of it is that um uh Jeffrey Jones isn't in it. Uh, yes. Well, that too. But uh no, so we we open with disasters happening all over. Griffin Rock. They're, uh, you know, their buildings on fire. Their ground, the, you know, the, uh, the ground is crumbling beneath the people's feet. Just normal stuff. And, uh, and also Cody is at a scooter race that, uh, the chief has totally forgotten to be at. And also he's nearly creamed by a garbage truck. Yes, Cody is almost creamed by a garbage truck. Yes, Cody. Chief, Chief is on dispatch. Uh, and he's like dadding at everyone. He's really kind of momming at everyone. He's just like being mm-hmm. a helicopter parent at everyone. Uh, and they're like, isn't Cody like, why, why are you doing this? Why isn't Cody the much less micromanaging member of our family doing this? And he's like, oh, cause he's at the scooter race. And so, yes, he forgot about the scooter race, which is on hover scooters. Of course, it's Griffin Rock. Everything has to hover. Mm. And of course, the garbage, the garbage truck that uh, was supposed to, uh, that was the wanted in there was actually controlled by computer. And it seems that the town central 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 computer computer is getting kind of clunky. You gotta invest in infrastructure. It's very important. Or else your robot garbage things start going crazy and ruining your hover scooter races. Well, good news, because they are investing in infrastructure. New, totally unproven, experimental (laughs) infrastructure. I didn't know Facebook was getting involved in city infrastructure, but here we are. Well, put a pin in this, because this is perhaps the most explicitly political... Uh, episode of Transformers Rescue Bots, which sounds crazy, but keep watching. <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah, it definitely, uh, veers that way. So they, they've brought in a new, uh, computer named Vigil 
It is enormous, looks super cool, and has the voice of uh, Billy Moomy. Yes. Oh! Oh, I knew it was familiar. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that makes more sense with the design, sort of. Although it's... So, uh, uh, yeah, I guess a little explanation of Bill Moomy here. He was a, a like a big child actor in the 60s. And is kind of the poster model for child actors whose lives be basically were pretty much normal. <laughs> well, as normal as you can be with a child actor who uh, ends up having a hit song that's a novelty song. Yes, but uh, uh, of course, Barnes and Barnes, uh, Fish Heads, Roly Poly oh, Fish Heads. No, yes, that song. No. Yes. Yes. It's weird that I know him better because of that song than than Lost in Space. Yeah, he basically has two big child actor roles. One is that he was on a famous episode of The Twilight Zone where he's uh, he's that kid who wishes people into the, wishes people into the oh, cornfield. Oh, yeah, that was him. Oh. Yes. And of course, he's also Will Robinson on Lost in Space, which is why this computer's head looks like. Uh, the head of uh, the robot from Lost in Space. The robot yes. named Robot. Yes. So Lost in Space, which can now be seen uh, on Saturday nights on MeTV after uh, <laughs> Sven Gulli and then Star Trek, the original series, and then I think Buck Rogers, and then they get to Lost in Space. Oh, oh uh, speaking of uh, Transformers show guest stars, Buck Rogers. Yes. yes. It's a good night for those. Also, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, and George Takei. Yes. We're, we're running low on Star Trek actors, though. They're going to need to bring in uh, Walter Koenig or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the problem with that is that if he uses his normal voice, nobody will recognize him. No, he just sounds like a guy. He has to do a silly accent. <laughs> well, uh, unless you're a big uh, uh, Babylon 5 fan. Yes. yes, which I think Billy Moon was also on Babylon Five. Yes, he was. He was uh, the number two guy with a bone frill on his head. Ah, yeah, and he and yeah, he's also like a session musician and like he writes jingles and uh, oh. uh, gives amusing interviews about uh, Lost in Space. <laughs> cool. I uh, I definitely heard him interviewed on Howard Stern with uh, what I now realize was an extremely offensive uh, Dr. Smith impersonation provided by Billy West. <laughs> oh, well, well, I mean, it, it, it's hard not to go offensive with Dr. Smith impressions because you, you it's too easy to lean into the, the uh, yeah. <laughs> Thou William the Pain! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, episode, where were we? Anyway, so uh, so th this robot has a very cool visual of this, uh, of, of its uh, voice being sort of in a, a, I don't know what you would exactly call this, a wave pattern. The uh, sign? Between, no. between two electrodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a little... And it is... It, Easy bit. Its voice is, of course, calmingly reassuring and also terrifyingly fascistic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it is going to ensure that 
Griffin Rock is extremely accident-free, and it wants uh, Griffin Rock to be a vigilant town. It's very into its own branding, which is always a uh, a very worrying element. I was a little surprised that Vigil wasn't an acronym. It really uh-huh. has to be. They just didn't tell us what it is. It, it's very much like Hardak or... Um, yes. I can't remember any of the robots that specifically are acronyms. I just think of Queen mm. from uh, Red Dwarf, but I don't think that was an acronym. Well, he, he's, he can also seize control of all technology. So you know, this is Transformers. We're about to get a day of the machines. <laughs> yes. It's time for that. Mm-hmm. And the, even the burns right away, they're, you know, you know, we, we've seen this episode before. We live in Griffin Rock. We know that maybe it's not a good idea that this computer can talk to machines and, can, can, uh, you know, control can seize them. control of them. Yes. Maybe that's not great. Maybe that's not the best. I mean, presumably their central computer was doing that already. It's just all you got to do. Look, all you got to do is open it up, find the RAM, replace the RAM. <laughs> You're good. But no, they wanted a shiny new computer. Yeah, so so they're they're about to uh, they're about to shut they're about to uh, you know activate it. Uh, the mayor is there. Uh Doc Green is there. And Doc Green, you know, for showing caution for once. He's all, you know, maybe we should get, you know, test this out. It's very experimental. But the mayor just, you know, no. Connected to everything, turn it on. We're good to go. It's fine. The mayor, you would think that the mayor of this town specifically might be a little more technically adept, but no, he is not. Just I enough to get into trouble. I he's running unopposed every year. Yeah. He's just enough to get into trouble. Yes. And yeah, they turn him on, and extremely creepily, he knows who everybody is. Yeah. yeah it doesn't know the name of the town, though. Well, he, he not at first. He does... Because at first they they're just like getting him out of the box. Yeah, he's got to initialize he's all, first. Yes, thank you, citizens of insert town name. <laughs> I did like that. Thank you very much, Philip J. Fry. <laughs> but it turns out he is tracking all of their mobile phones, and so he knows where everybody is and who they are. And this <gasps> is totally not creepy. This is totally not this year with the Bill Gates 5G magnetic vaccine chips. (laughs) (laughs) See? They don't need to put chips in you. They can just track you through your phone. They're not going to put... As long as your phone is on. That much effort. Everyone's phones are always on. Well, admittedly, yes, I I don't turn my phone (laughs) off anymore. It takes too much energy. I used to, but no, not with my current phone. And yeah, Doc Green is just talking about, uh, you know, in, uh, invasion of privacy here. Like, you know, maybe this isn't entirely ethical. Maybe. Maybe this is a little bit questionable here. And uh, and indeed, you know, it looks like everything's going fine so far. He, uh, you know, uh, as usual, the uh, the town's only speeder is speeding. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, his, uh, his car gets shut down remotely. A baby gets... Uh, there's a runaway baby situation. But uh, the baby gets saved by a local robot squeegee man. Yes. The window washer. Uh, uh, I, I blame Vigo the Carpathian. Yes. <laughs> I as well. And then there's a trash fire. 
A literal uh, you know, garbage team, fire. Yes. So the, the team, tires rolling around. That's not so good. the team heads over there, but they are being blocked by garbage trucks because Vigil says, Hey, listen, I can't uh I can't seize control of your vehicles because Vigil does not know that they're transformers. So I cannot allow you to uh to intervene here. But don't worry. There's uh, nobody in here. But it turns out there's a guy in there. He's unconscious and he left his phone at home. And they can see him through the cameras. Hmm. But Vigil yes. isn't using the cameras. Vigil is using no. everybody's cell phones. Yes. Yeah. Or wait, so, no, don't uh, they see it? Doesn't um, Blade see him through his camera? Not Yeah, Blade, not Blade camera. is, uh, yeah. Through his face. Uh-huh. Double, yeah. So this, this t- tells us maybe two things. One, um, maybe you shouldn't have all of your appliances and stuff connected to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And two, maybe you shouldn't blindly trust algorithms. <laughs> from brands. From very enthusiastically branded things. Ooh. So, and, he, and he's very insistent that, oh, you know, there's nobody in here. Please, have a safe day. So they, you know, everybody, they, they vault over these garbage trucks. They get in there. They, they get the propane tanks out of danger. They, they rescue Jerry. And uh, Jerry, who's our local commercial truck driver, who always seems to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy was uh, born under a bad sign. Yeah. He's very unlucky. When they pick him up, I notice he's got like a thing on his ear, which like, okay, is that like a headset thingy, which then it would be, yes, he does have his phone with him and they just use the character model. Or is he deaf and is that a hearing aid? Oh, it might be. Because it's hard to tell. Because huh. it, it's like a little red and silver thing that's on the side of his head. I figured it was just like a, you know, radio thing. But yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, like an earpiece thing. But then that would be, he has his phone with him. Oh. Mm. Well, not if head. that's... If, if that's for... I was thinking maybe like uh, communication like within the junkyard. But he's wearing it like it is I just a little clicked odd, on his though, TF Wiki page. Yeah. He always has it on in every picture. Uh, maybe he always remembers that earpiece, but he forgets the phone that goes with it. Maybe that's just for like his radio at the junkyard that's not connected yeah. to his phone in any way, and maybe that's why he always leaves it, because it's more important for him to be listening to the radio at the junkyard than his phone. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a hearing aid and it's never come up. Maybe. That would be cool. That's so. That's the way I'm going with it, as opposed to that's animation what you're error. Choosing to believe, and that's that is valid. Anyway, the, the junkyard is still on fire. Yeah. So, so Vigil is not bothered, and he is uh, his solution is that he'll just make it mandatory for everybody to carry their phones at all times. Oh, twenty four just... slash seven. Yes, I like the twenty four <laughs> backslash seven. Or forward slash. I always forget which is which, and I forget which one he said. But he said uh, which slash it was. He says whichever the correct one is, yeah. And he also says the, the Burns family must submit to me. Please, have a safe day. <laughs> it does seem because perturbed that it can't take control of the rescue bots. Very yeah, so perturbed. Ev- so everybody has to put down their phones and go down into the basement to talk about Vigil without him eavesdropping on them. So I would like to point out, as someone who has perhaps been, uh, let's let's just say, uh, protest adjacent, that what you're supposed to do is put them in the microwave. 
Mm. You know, oh yeah, that'd be shielded. Don't, just yeah. don't turn it on. Well, yes, you don't want to turn it on, but you, if you're having a meeting of something sensitive, you take everybody's phones, you put oh. it in the microwave because that's shielded. So they can't get a yeah. signal in there. Just, yeah, be careful that no one gets up and decides to go make popcorn. Well, it shouldn't be that hard to find an old microwave. Yeah. Did you just th- th- This is our I phone case. I mean, you don't case. even need an Please old one. Please put it in the unplugged microwave. Yeah, you just need one that you agree not to turn on. Yeah. Shit, I think I got an old microwave in the garage. Or did I give it a that? I have to clean out the garage. So, you know, Doc, you know, Doc is, uh, he, he's going down there with Frankie and his, uh, occasionally seen hovering wig wearing robot dither. <laughs> and he's going to, uh, you know, he's gonna, you know, tinker with, uh, Vigil, but Vigil, Vigil does not want to be tinkered with. And yep, so you. he turns the robot against them. Vigil, and then gives them 10 seconds to get out of there. Vigil oh. has a mm-hmm. proprietary uh, screw and uh, a, a big, like, label over it that says, Dude, oh. warranty is voided upon removal. And, uh, yeah, whoever Except designed instead of Vigil... instead warranty, it's your life that's voided. Yes. <laughs> whoever designed Vigil is definitely a poster child for... Uh, I was actually, so I guess this isn't quite a spoiler for the rest of it, but I was kind of surprised that Vigil didn't turn out to have been planted by someone like Dr. Morocco. Yeah. We we mentioned Dr. Morocco, and that's why they're keeping him in a vault so he can't be tampered with. Yes. But the problem, it, it, the, the calls are coming from inside the computer. Yes. <laughs> yes. But no, this seems to just, unless something comes up involving it later, this seems to just be a legitimate business that someone in this universe is running for various towns or mm. plans to. It's a startup. It's some well, the, the Silicon like, Valley startup thing. It's over-controlling and dangerous in that way, but only exceedingly so because Griffin Rock is, everything is interconnected and high-tech. Yes. <laughs> like in a little middle America, barely has like one street light, and it'd be fine. Yes. Yeah, you, you, mo- most of this, it, you will not be dealing with the day of the machines. No. no. There are only so many machines that a normal city or a normal town could have taken over by this. Yes. Uh. Mm. Oh, it's so up. so that yeah, there is a real problem because it it is deemed that Frankie is too young to use the appliances and won't let him make pancakes or even use the juicer. That's oh, pretty yeah. sad. That's that's really so sad. So the pancakes are just a pile of flour. So yeah, she was gonna make the some pancakes for her dad. And he lifts the the top of the plate. And no, there it's just dough. She's like, yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> let me. It said I was too young to use the appliances. I'm like that's messed up, man. She's a genius. Yeah, and also, here, and also, here's a glass with just an orange in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because of course they don't have a hand juicer there, because Doc has made an improved one. Everything must be technology. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, they they end up trapped in the elevator. And so, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Burns family is now, they are trapped, they are trapped in their own fire station because it has been surrounded by deadly lawnmowers who are demanding <laughs> that they, uh, 
that they submit to vigil. Yes. Doesn't sound bad, but the lawnmowers of this town are giant and have a robot face. They're like a mini combine harvester. Yes. And uh, meanwhile, uh, the entire city has gone into permanent lockdown well, because you as, can, as we find out from the reporter on the scene, Huxley Prescott reporting uh, on himself from a hidden location. Yes, like behind a corner, which is great. I guess, I guess Vigil isn't watching the news, or he would have caught him quicker. Well, he caught, he catches him pretty quickly. What kind of? But he's also being loud. Well, yes, and also he means Huxley Prescott. Yeah. Well, you know, what's he going to do? Although th- this this may be the best thing Huxley Prescott has done this season. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's, he's been the criminal or uh, supervillain of the episode at least once. Uh, that was fun. That was fun, though. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, this is... Uh... So yeah, it, it is literally boarding people up inside their homes because that is the only place they will be safe. Yes, for their own safety, you cannot go outside good. for your own safety. It's, it's definitely uh, it's it's a timely episode. It was ahead of its time. Yes, it is definitely. Except instead of there being any actual danger outside, it is yes. again just a bad algorithm. Oh no, maybe mm. that's the problem. Is that all the messed up Facebook people watched this episode and they were like, see, it's just the tech giants telling us that there's a thing and there's not actually anything wrong. And it's like, no, there is a thing wrong. Calm down. Hmm. So the, uh, yeah, the, the rescue bots, they are taking the, uh, they're taking the tunnels out to, uh, to escape because Vigil doesn't know about them. Yes. Oh. Or their Cybertronian basement that it can't hack into. Yes. That's right. Oh, and Blades has a problem because the tunnels are really narrow. Yes. He ships his Blades. Yes. I'm afraid of heights and also I'm claustrophobic. To be honest, he should have just walked. Like, I'm amazed he makes it through the tunnel at all. So So they get there. It turns out it is full of laser trip wires, which means there's only one person they can turn to, and that is Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> what do you? You could turn to a uh, uh, Catwoman, send Van Hathaway in there. Oh no! I, you know, I do not think she dips beneath a single laser trip wire in that uh, in that Batman Did, movie. What? I thought there was one. It's been oh. so long since I've watched that well, one. Yeah, yeah, it has been quite a while. And clearly, it was not the laser dipping. Uh, tour well, no, de, it, cinematic it, tour de force that was 1999's Entrapment. Oh no, that, <laughs> that, that sold an entire movie. You've got, you've got to dip beneath the lasers. I'm sure there are other things going on in that movie. It's, I, I'm pretty sure it it might just be two hours of dipping beneath the lasers. <laughs> I would hope so. That's the only thing you remember. That might as well That's have true. been the other, and the only thing. The entire cast has to do it, but the, the, she has to come back because everybody oh. else keeps setting it off. Yes. You're absolutely not getting 1999 Sean Connery to dip beneath anything. <laughs> no! We get him to try to... Eat. He, no, You're he's lucky like, if he's standing up for your movie. He's in the practice <laughs> session where, like, he says he's got a limbo, and then they come to a stud double half bending over, and then come back to him and it's like, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I kind of dip beneath the lasers, McLeod. <laughs> or, uh-huh. or Catherine Zeta-Jones, whatever your name is. Whoever you are. Catherine McLeod of the clan McLeod. Catherine McLeod-Jones. Of the, of the, of the clan Zeta-Jones. Yes. 
clan Califigian. Listen, you, you get Michael Douglas to do this. I bet he won't do this. <laughs> anyway, they, they go above the lasers instead of going below them. By hanging on air ducts, which I'm surprised to hang on, but the, the weight of these robots is a very nebulous concept. Yes. yes. So they, they use the sonic cannons very cleverly to blow open the door for them. Ooh. Good job. So they Good get job. in here, but uh, you know he and but they can't even just they can't turn him down or they can't turn him off rather because he's overridden that and they can't just beat on him apparently because he's fortified himself with deadly electric shocks. Which like you have water squirty guys start hitting him with the water. No, you yeah, can't. But they have something even more powerful than that. Yes. Hmm. Because Cody is deploys the ultimate anti-computer strategy, the Kirk maneuver. <laughs> yes. Sadly, because you, see, you can't. They did not properly implement the three laws of robotics in this, uh, no. and so it it leads to a logic loop that would have been easily circumvented if only they had applied the the priorities properly. He's seen all of Lost in Space, but he has not seen the original series episode, The Changeling, <laughs> with Nomad, and which, I mean, Nomad or- is such a weird thing that's been referenced in so many places. There's an anime called Galaxy Angel where they have a Normad episode. <laughs> they call it Normad, or at least the, the dub calls it, or the subs call it Normad instead of Norm Nomad. But uh, in ending up tricking the robot, they mess it up. They don't destroy it. They take its brain module and stick it in a stuffed bird penguin bear thing? Sure. Okay. So so it's this high-pitched talking robot brain stuck in a pink stuffed animal for the rest of the show. Sure. Because comic relief. That anyway, all sounds yes. very normal. Logic puzzle, which is a real simple logic puzzle. It's Let's like, well, you, you can't. If you hurt us, that will not be protecting the town. That will be bro- causing danger to us. But you must protect yourself, and 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 it just it has a little little fit. Yep. It freaks out. So yes, if so, you so- implement it properly, then your first priority is to not cause harm to humans. Second priority is to not allow or cause harm to yourself, except. To protect a human. So, see, it, it would allow you to hurt it if that is in the protection of a human. So, yep, not very well. well yeah, the laws, of, the laws of robotics are such a cool concept that I'm not sure can ever be programmed into any computer system because they're, they're such a weird moralistic thing, not a mechanical thing. Also, just because I, I, there was a time when I realized that it could never be actually utilized because people are terrible and just want robots that kill people. And then I was just, well, yeah, ex- I was like depressed thing. for a week and stopped writing science fiction. So it, it very much, it, if anything, this would, this would be a part of a hardware thing. Like there's the off on morality switch in the back. Oh, Let's man. just change a jumper. It's fine. It can go out and kill people. I want that. So yeah, all is well. Huxley Prescott is reporting that every that all is well in Griffin Rock. You know the uh, 
we're, we're just going back to using that old computer. Uh, we'll just do an upgrade. I think he says they're going to upgrade it, so. Yeah, Doc Green wants some damn pancakes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they get pancakes. And uh, the Burns family has uh, what appears to be a totally unlicensed hover scooter race. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, it is time for uh, Vigil to get wished into the cornfield. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, specifically... They, they, they give him the heave ho into the beam box mm-hmm. and sent him to the, the island of Misfit Tech, something that absolutely totally cannot misfire. Yeah, that like <laughs> sending the, the computer that can take over machines to the island of extremely dangerous machines. It was maybe not the best idea. Yes, the dangerous machines that as we have seen, they do not turn off. So most of them are over there are still on and he's still on. Yes. And that's the, you're, you're just making a Skynet situation worse, guys. Uh. Would you believe that uh, this is a, se- a setup for another episode? Really? <gasps> Not that surprised. It is actually nice that it's a setup by combining two different episodes to a third yes. episode. I like that. It's uh, 18 episodes. Get ready for No Place Like Dome. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, under the dome nonsense. Oh, goody. <laughs> that's right. Much, uh, that's right. Griffin Rock ends up under the dome. Mm. I mean, that seems inevitable. That's a very Eureka-like story. Well, just, just like in the Smash It TV show, Under the Dome. Yes, I like it. Which, did anyone ever watch that? Someone must Stephen have. Stephen King and his immediate family. <laughs> I guess I know. I, yeah. I, I've gotten tired of Stephen King stuff by that point. I mean, other than seeing the first movie of the It movies, mm. which was pretty good, and I that was pretty was good. not interested in the second one at all. I still haven't seen it. I still won't see it. Probably ever. I should see the second one at some point. But uh, no, I mean, th- th- this was actually a really good episode of uh, Rescue Bots. I oh, yeah. I did like that. Did sort of have a bit of a political message, which is unusual for the show. Yeah. You know, maybe mass surveillance is bad. Maybe we shouldn't uh, rely solely on fatally flawed algorithms. Well, it's a very basic concept of like, yeah, day of the machines, machine takes over other machines. It just has a message woven in it that's fun. I like it. Well, (laughs) the horrible fascist machine state isn't fun, but like the, the delivery of the episode is fun. All right, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, I didn't bring up the, the web page of it. Let me do that. I should do that. Uh, reference. Well, I guess I don't really never reference anything. But anyway, yeah. Uh, this week on Ghostly Sentai, Dark Ranger. Well, time to get married. What? Okay. Uh, remember last week, or, well, whatever we last recorded, the... the Grandpa killed a man by uh-huh. throwing him off a roof. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so it turns out he was already dead because cops arrive and you're thinking, oh no, they're going to arrest the rangers because they're standing over a dead body. And they check the body. It's like, no, he was already dead. We already shot him. The cops, that is. But how did the dead body get here? Because we killed him because we're cops. <laughs> Admittedly, he was robbing a bank. 
But still, that's not a uh, that's not a capital offense. That's not a normal thing, especially since, like guns in Japan are are like illegal, and most cops don't have guns. So there's a layer of the fuck was going on here. This is not good. <laughs> anyway, uh, it turns out that the Kabuki boy monster had possessed him after he died, which I guess is a thing you can do, and. The reason that, that Grandpa was trying to catch the Kabuki Boy but not kill him is because Kabuki Boy swallowed Grandpa's fiance. Okay, that's weird. But, okay, so he's like this 60, 80 year old, like, Grandpa guy. His fiance's 20. Not that this is a monster that swallowed her when he was 20 and she was 20. No. This happened like a month ago. <laughs> okay. They're old. So, oh, surprise, a tie-in to our Patreon episode. Anne Hathaway? old guy dating a 20-year-old. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Yeah. So, it, it's very, uh, it, uh, not good. Anyway, um... The Kabuki boys talking to the three bad guys that are in charge. They're not really in charge. They're just the guys that are in charge right now. The middle management bad guys. And you see, they're telling him, spit out the, this fiance you swallowed. He's like, no, she's mine. I stole her from this elderly man, which, I mean, maybe I'm on Kabuki boy's side at this, at this point. It's like, she was in an arranged marriage to a third, a 80 year old man. What the fuck? But but they're cranky. He does eventually spit her out, which made me wonder, wait, is this a Vore episode? No. But no, not quite. There's talk of the eating her, and he sort of spits her out, but it's like he spits out wind, and then she's there. And she happens to be carrying on her hip, I noticed, a, a saber that's white and has a tiger head on the end of it, on the pommel. Oh... Right, this is the show where the the white Power Ranger comes from, and that's the weapon that will come in later. <laughs> but why she has it, I don't know. For convenience, it's a very weird way to introduce the weapon of the Sixth Ranger. Anyway, uh, Grandpa's teaching the Pink Ranger. Oh, here's this throwing chakram weapon I made. I made one for you here. Here's practice. We can be Xena together. Some shit. Anyway, hey. Grandpa finds out where Kabuki Boy, because Kabuki Boy, I guess, told him, like, where he's holding his fiance. And then Grandpa goes to get the fiance without the Power Rangers. They're not involved for the next few minutes of this episode. <laughs> so the fiance's in a cage, surrounded by a circle of fire, and the Kabuki Boy jumps from bodies of people he's kidnapped, like first a boxer and a karate guy and a kendo guy. Fighting Grandpa, losing every time. Grandpa is kicking this monster's ass. And then the, the Kabuki boy pulls out his trump card, his final thing to possess. And when he possesses someone, he gets like a white wig on them and they have like Kabuki face paint. But they're just like a boxer with a Kabuki wig. <laughs> the final thing is a robot. Yay! He, he could possess a freaking military-grade robot? What the fuck? Why is there a military-grade robot with a kabuki wig? I like when there's a robot. It This part is ridiculous and good. And, uh, of course, finally the Rangers show up. But this has been like a five-minute segment where 
Grandpa's doing all the action before the Rangers show up. <laughs> so the Rangers show up, they blow up the robot, and then they fight with Kabuki Boy a bit. That's not how it's supposed to work. And then, then, then they, sh- they all have chakrams now. They throw him at Kabuki Boy. He blows up. Oh, but in, in the process, like, the three main goons now have, like, an upgrade where they're a little bit stronger, strong enough to fight off the five rangers, but their faces have become Destro masks that are metallic. Well, not that they move, but they, they look like Destros. It's really weird. Because <laughs> they're metal faces now. I don't know. Anyway, they, they beat the, the monster. He grows big. They have a monster fight with a giant robot that's a little bit longer than late. It's not just done in one sword slash. He also has to throw a tornado because Kabuki Boy, like, vomits up a tendril of hair. He's got hairballs. I don't Ew. know. It's, it's weird. Good guys win, except um, Grandpa ends up marrying his fiance, and they drive away in Herbie the Love Bug with cans tied to back. <laughs> what? Oh, but before that, like the the Tiger Saber, Grandpa stuck it in a rock so he can have a pull Excalibur out of the rock thing later on. But this is such a weird way to introduce what's going to be the main weapon of the Sixth Ranger by way of elderly man marrying a 20-year-old woman. What? (laughs) Nope. No? Nope. Don't like this episode? Nope, 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 nope. I mean, the ranger parts were okay, but everything involving Grandpa is not. (laughs) Don't like Grandpa. Skip this episode. Um, Next episode is going to be Soccer Against Monsters. That's going to be a good episode. (laughs) Yes. And that's me done for the week. All right, so that is it for us this week. We'll be back next week with more Transformers Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a page... A a Patreon (laughs) set up to help with hosting and other expenses. Uh, That is at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Every month we do a special episode uh, where we talk about some random thing that we think would be fun to talk about. Uh, This month we are talking about uh, Gundam Hathaway. Uh, the, The latest cinematic entry in the Universal Century. Uh, it is very, uh, it was definitely a fun episode to record. Uh, we, we all have varying levels of knowing anything about Gundam. Uh, so. Uh, my levels? Low. Yes. Uh, how many of us have a Gundam on their desk? I'm not at my desk Wait, right now. Have... I'm in, in the kitchen oh, I... with the foster kitten. Not... <laughs> oh, no, I... How many, uh, how many unfinished Gundam kits do I have uh, sitting within view in my apartment? Uh, Approximately five. Uh, So Eight. I have eight. Uh, That's a lot. Well, two of them are uh, little Haros. Most of mine are in in boxes somewhere, but a couple I pulled out because I thought I might work on them, and then a couple I've picked up since I moved in. Actually... I, I actually have some model kits that I never built back in Gundam Wing Ooh. that I bought. They're in a closet somewhere. Nice. 
Uh, so yeah, for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen in on that as well as any of our super fun previous episodes. Uh, that is patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. All right. So until next time, when uh, it's rescue bots versus snakes, I'm Rob. Why'd it have to be snakes? I'm Jen. On a plane? Getting wild? I'm David. We'll be right back.